WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, slap nuts. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, everyone. This is Angelina Love. This is the undisputed future Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is EC3. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. This is WWE superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Bella Twins. Yes, this is Broken, Not Haughty. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack, and you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm gonna break you, bitch, you hear me? With your host... They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Right here. I knew you dumb. It's Pop Goes the Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. It is our end-of-year special. I hope you're excited because I'm excited. And, you know, this is the follow-up to Jingle the Rack, which was last week. And the rack gets lit because it's the holidays. So now it is our New Year's special. And a happy Kwanzaa to everybody out there because, sadly, they don't have Kwanzaa music. But happy Kwanzaa to everybody. I hope you're having a joyous one, an eventful one, and a celebratory one. I think that's all the right phrases. Anyway, I'm your host, Lindsay Ward, and well, if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, WildTalkRadio.com, or RackRadioShow.com, thank you so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. If you get a quick second, go check out the fine folks over at FiveFood.com, because they're awesome. And well, speaking of awesome, we've got the, maybe not, co-host, <laughs> slash handyman, slash producer, Sorokin. Maybe. Possibly. Or not. He's not here. He's abandoned me per show tradition. Right he has abandoned me. I'm right here. I said to keep talking for like 10 seconds. Whatever. You abandoned me. You I, left me. I sneezed. I didn't leave. God. I threw it to you and you're just not there. You just warbled a ball. I did right. Don't, I said keep talking, didn't I? It, you were not there to catch the ball when I tossed it. I picked up the ball. Hi, everybody. We're here at my live Pop Goes Rock Live, WildTalkRadio.com, RockRadioShow.com, GorkNet. Interact with us there. 
get us on Twitter at Wild Talk Radio at Rock Radio Show at Lynn's Word. You can tweet us there. Come to the chat room because we like talking to the people and all that fun stuff. And we have a super stack show for you tonight because, well, we're answering your questions that y'all submitted. That's right. It's Ask the Rack tonight. So we've got a bunch of questions. So thank you to everybody who sent some in because we greatly appreciate it. And well, if you missed your chance or you forgot or you just came up with one, don't worry. We'll do Ask the Rack again probably around 4th of July or mid-year, whenever we really feel like it. So don't worry about that. It will happen. By the way, for your football enjoyment, because we are watching football tonight here in the United States because bowl games, we are now, I'm tuned into the Alamo Bowl. I don't know what you're tuned into. Yes, Alamo Bowl. Okay, so if you'd like to follow along for football, we are watching the Alamo Dome. It's on Ding. It's on Espen. It's on Espen. Oh, it's, although it's really not interesting. Stanford is sort of wiping the floor with TCU right now, but they could come back. They could. It could be a It's thing. early. It's early. It is very early. They could be a second half kind of team. Second Who knows? Third, they like to get, they get strong in the third and fourth innings. You know this? But only in the top. Never in the bottom. Anyway, like I said, Super Stack Show, we've just got a couple of housekeeping things that we have to talk about before we jump into some of our favorite moments and ask the rack. And well, there is a couple of news items that we have to talk about. First and foremost, hit the injury report. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. Brent, it is the end of the year. I know it's a race between you and Rob, but good lord, son, take a week off. Anyway, up first, Brian Kendrick. Hashtag blame Brent. Who suffered a broken orbital bone, among other things. Basically, a broken face. Broken nose, broken orbital orbital bone. Yeah. After taking the GTS from Hideo Itami. Because he didn't get his hand up to block the kick in time. Which really sucks for Kendrick. And before you go blaming Hideo, Hideo did everything right. Kendrick just did not get his hand up in time to block the kick. So... Yeah, so officially, hashtag blame Brent for breaking his face. Hashtag blame Brent. I feel like this is a double-edged sword because it really sucks for Kendrick because his face got broken, but it's going to do wonders for the reputation of the GTS. If he's still- it's like, that's the move that he literally broke somebody's face with. If he's still allowed to use it. He'll still be allowed to use it. He's probably not going to be allowed to use it much, but they can't ban it. It's like Seth Rollins diving knee where when he broke John Cena's face. Remember when he twisted Cena's nose? That was awful. Yeah, I think he actually broke Cena's nose. Yeah, he did. And it just went sideways, yeah. Yeah, but again, that was completely accidental. So, I mean, it, it's something that it was the moment of Hideo hitting the GTS in Chicago. Which the crowd really didn't react to. As they big, did and they didn't. They did, but the, it, it was Chicago, it was the GTS. You thought it was going to be more, and it really wasn't. Because it wasn't their boy. It wasn't CM Punk. So, there you go. And up next, she just came back, Paige. Hashtag blame Brent. She reports are coming out that she suffered a stinger, that she's going to be okay. Um, she was in a match last night with Sasha Banks and Bailey and I think somebody else, Mickey, Mickey James. Mm-hmm. And she took a really stiff kick from Sasha and got hurt because of it. She They offered her a stretcher, but she turned it down and she walked out on her own power. Um, that being said, she is being kept off the road, at least for the first little bit, to allow the singer to sort of subside. But everybody, all reports are indicating that she will be okay. She was at the bar later that night, so take that for what you will. She was numbing the pain, probably, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully it's just a stinger. Hopefully it's nothing more serious. You never know. We could come here tomorrow and there's a huge, big story. Paige re-injures neck, broken neck, whatever. Hopefully that is not the case. 
And before you go blaming Sasha for this, I think we just said this with Dale. <laughs> Keep going. Well, it's it's two accidents. Like Sasha is not to blame. She did not botch the move. She hit the move correctly. Paige, although Paige was not ready for the move, so Paige did not take it correctly. I think she took it correctly. I think it was just the whiplash of it all sort of jolted yeah. her a little bit because she took it the right way. It just sort of when you watch the video, it's the whiplash. I think that probably yeah that, that did it. Oh oh oh! TCU's making a comeback. Hey, you asked for it. You get it. Asking you shall receive. It's comeback time. They're making a run for it. They're making a run. Um, so yeah, so best of luck to both of them as they heal. Mm-hmm. And well, since we didn't do a post show on Monday because it was Christmas and we were both hung over with turkey, we're going to give a little recap. Overall, it was a good show. Not too many complaints. No, there's one complaint that you want to want to mention. That's the only reason I have raw thoughts listed. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to let you, you know, no, say any... No, okay, all right. This, this is only, there's only one reason for this, and that's for you. Just go. I waited four weeks or more for Bray Wyatt to march his ass out on TV, not just in a promo, backstage, but to actually come out, do the entrance, do the twirl, be live in front of a crowd, in his slut pants on Christmas, I might add. Well, you always wear white on Christmas. You always wear white on Christmas, but Bray was feeling particularly slutty that day. And that's exactly what he did for Christmas. I got Bray White for Christmas. I was super happy for five seconds, and then I get cock-blocked by goddamn Matt Hardy, who jumps Bray in the ring. This was not okay. The glee in her voice when she saw the twirl was amazing. I was so happy, because he did the twirl. He did the full thing, the full entrance. It's been forever since I've seen Bray's full entrance, and it always makes me happy to see it, because it's so damn pretty. And then it's like, you know, he brings lights up, and there's Matt. And I'm like, you just completely killed my joy with a psycho Hardy. Yes. But the best part of this was not that. The best part of this was after when Bray's up on the stage glowing in the red light. <laughs> he was. He, he was, was glowing. He was legit glowing in the light. <laughs> It's amazing. And he's and Matt Hardy's going psycho in the ring and Bray's standing there like what the hell? I'm supposed to be the crazy one. What's going on? <laughs> he got out crazy by Matt Hardy. And he didn't know what to do. Like he's the normal one in this feud. Bray Wyatt is the normal one. You heard that right. Ah. <sighs> I'm gonna have to go another four weeks without seeing Bray Wyatt do his pretty entrance, god damn it. No twirl for four weeks. You don't know that. You don't know that. He can come out on Monday and do his twirl. He can do his New Year's celebration twirl. I, I think he's going to be doing a different kind of New Year's celebration twirl that you can't do on TV. Just saying. I don't think... Not going to say it. Not going to say it? Mm-mm. Not going there? Mm-mm. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, that was that was our thoughts on Raw. Otherwise, Raw was really good. It was really entertaining. Oh, we have new tag champs. We have new tag champs in Dean Ambrose, or not Dean Ambrose, in uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. That guy. Right. That guy. And before everybody starts complaining about this. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so far, we've done three stories. Okay. Brian Kendrick, before anyone starts. Paige, <laughs> before anyone starts. Now Seth Rollins, before anyone starts. I'm just saying, I've already seen people complaining about this. It's like everybody's upset because they replaced Dean. Dean is going to be out for, they're claiming nine months. It will not be nine months. He'll probably be out six. six. 
ish. Four to six is my guess. So Seth can't sit around and mourn Dean. And I promise you that squirmy bastard is going to betray Jason Jordan. That's just who he is, okay? Once they lose the belts, Seth and Jordan will be broken up. Dean will be back two months after that point, and you go from there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't... And Seth is not the type of person to be like, oh, woe is me, oh, Dean got hurt, whatever will I do. No, Seth is an opportunist. He's going to move on. He's going to do what he's got to do. And this is what he has to do. So, I think we all forget that about Seth, because he's been in apologize mode. Since, yes, since, um, he, you know, he destroyed the shield. Yeah, since he imploded the shield, and now he's been trying to put the shield back together, and, well, that hasn't gone exactly according to plan. That super glue is not working. <laughs> Yeah, he needs to get he needs to get gorilla glue, damn it. Right, the the strong stuff. He needs to get the strong stuff because that's the yeah. only way that will will happen. Yes. You know that's sort of the, the thing. So, so yeah. Oh, and I'm um, SmackDown. One little thing on SmackDown. They have created the um U.S. title tournament. Um, since Dolph Ziggler apparently has vacated the belt and won't answer phone calls from Daniel Bryan, they've created a tournament with featuring eight people for the title tournament, including Xavier Woods, who had no idea he was in the tournament and reacted to it on his Twitter at Xavier Woods PhD. It is tremendous. It's hilarious. And he was with Big E and Kofi when he did it, and they're actually bouncing a car. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's Raw and SmackDown. Uh, uh, I guess we should say NXT really quick. That four-way. Holy crap, that four-way. That four-way was awesome. I actually kind of want Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan. That could be a lot of fun. That could be amazing. But yeah, poor Johnny Gargano. He was the shortest man in that entire thing. The smallest man in that entire thing. And also, Undisputed Era, y'all gonna die. Y'all, y'all, y'all are so gonna die because Alistair's already been out promising vengeance for what happened. I wonder if it's gonna happen at a TV taping soon. I don't know. Maybe. Am I gonna get to see Alistair Black kill Adam Cole? <laughs> baby? Maybe. <laughs> said baby not maybe um yeah it's gonna happen maybe next week so this is where we give you the update the rack won't be live next thursday right because i'm going to nxt but don't fret there will be a rack there will be a rack we're pre-taping so the first rack of 2018 will be pre-taped but it's okay it's okay because i'm going to nxt and if the brits are in town i am not culpable for my for my um behavior get the bail money that's all I'm going to say. Just get the bail money. If they're not in town, we're cool. Right. So, oh, look who decided to show up in our chat room. The intern. We already yelled at you, dude. Kind of. Oh, is there more yelling later? No. We could yell at more for just random things, I, I guess. throughout the Where night. the hell have you been? Say that one thing. <laughs> anyway. So, we're here tonight for to do Astarac, but before we get into Astarac, we're going to have some of our favorite moments of the, of the year, I guess. Some of our favorite moments. I wrote a list, okay? For start, and this is in no particular order. Ray Wyatt they, winning the title. Okay, we can start with that, but I figured we were going to do that match of the year. Well, we can talk about it then, too, but you know. Okay, so number one moment so far was... Ray Wyatt winning the title. Which then led to Randall Orton burning down his house. I don't know if that was, like, my favorite moment of the year but it was a cool moment but it was a really cool moment it was something extremely different it was a shock to the system i think it it was extremely impactful very memorable people still talk about it i mean we're it's the end of the year and we're still talking about it so it definitely did its job indeed think another thing i liked this year was uh john cena like trashing on Roman Reigns. Saying, yeah, that, that first promo was amazing. That what first promo was amazing. Um, the New Day Usos rap battle from Fourth of July. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, speaking on Roman Reigns, 
him murdering Braun Strowman in an ambulance and getting away with it. That was pretty spectacular. That was another, that was in that same vein of being a shock to the system. Although I still kind of disagree with how they did that, where it's like you had Roman do it as a baby face. It really should have been more of a heel thing. It's whatever. Um, it still was very, very impactful. But the, the top two moments of the year, this is like one in one A. Miz and Marie's parodying Cena and Nick. That was spectacular. The total bell of BS was amazing. Like, the, the stuff they did, and you, you hear how they were improvising a lot of it, and it, yeah, that was just tremendous. Miz was basically an MVP of the year. Miz, yeah, I would agree Miz is definitely MVP of this year. He did quite a lot. He was out in the forefront a bunch. He held down the IC title like a boss. And he made Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel relevant again. I believe Sports Illustrated crowned him wrestler of the year. I think they did, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's amazing. He deserves it. He does. I mean, the dude busts his ass. That's not a lie when he says that. He legit busts his ass. He really does. And the other moment of the year, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, the Festival of Friendship. From the sculpture to the painting to the, the list. painting. Just the painting, y'all. That was a perfect setup, a perfect turn. It was tremendous. It was just wonderful. The whole thing was fantastic. Played up to a T. It was brilliant. Like, they had some really, really good stuff mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah, when you look at the year in a nutshell, it was pretty damn good. Like, if you think about it, it's, it feels like commonplace that Samoa Joe's in the main event scene on Monday Night Raw. He debuted on the main roster in February. He debuted in the main event on the main roster in February. Yeah. Let's not forget that. I'm just saying, it's only been since February since he's been a mainstay on Monday Night Raw. Think about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had the rise of Breezango this year. We've had the rise of Braun Strowman this year. Like, this year has been pretty good like, there's a lot of things WWE produces, and you, some of it gets lost. But on a whole, when you just look at the big moments and you take away the monotony of some of the stuff, they've done a lot of creative things on Monday Night Raw this year. If you And, and SmackDown. When you just... Like, the Kevin and Sammy stuff has been fantastic all, all this, this fall. Oh, it's been great. So they know what they're doing. They have a lot of TV to write, so some of it gets lost, and you, you kind of get tired of it at points. But on a whole... This has been a really good creative year for the company. I feel like they've taken a lot of risks and they've gone to places that they haven't gone in the past. And they've gone to people that they normally wouldn't go to in the past. And part of that is due to injuries. Part of that is due to mysterious illnesses that may or may not have been the mumps. Um, So they've had to sort of like be creative and shift things around and use different people. And because of that, I feel like that's definitely created some opportunities for people and to just really freshen up the product a little bit. I mean, it's not the, it's still not the greatest thing ever, but it was still, it was still better than what it has been in the past. Maybe. I don't know. That came out wrong. That came out really wrong. Good job, Brent, of trying to play the internet for a little bit. Cause I, I wanted to address this one comment that he's, you know, talking about the internet. The Universal as hell has been on part-time most of the year. The part-timer has been around a lot of the year. You know, honestly, I really haven't missed the Universal title. I really haven't. Like, I'm almost kind of glad that the Universal title isn't there because it's it's lessened some complications on certain matches and certain feuds. And I like the fact that the feuds aren't built around the title. Like, this person doesn't need this title to get made. This person can get made on their own. And I like that. Like, I've always been a fan of that. Like, I hate when they throw a title in the mix 
just to throw a title in the mix, especially, you know, in big marquee matches, because it's like, well, the title is just an extra complication. That's a problem. Whereas if you just simplify it down to it's two dudes or it's two girls and they're fighting for the sake of something else that's more important, frankly, than a title, then I feel like that's always a better feud because it's a more interesting story. Like just saying, well, I want your title. You can't have it. Okay, let's fight. Grr. You know, that that to me is just, that's never interesting. So, so there you go. So that's how I feel about it. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. So that does it for fav- favorite uh, moments. We'll get into matches uh, in the next segment, but I say we get into some of the questions. All right. So here we go. You ask it, we answer it. It's Ask the Rack. We actually have a bumper for that? We've always had a bumper for it. Really? Yeah, play it every time. And we and don't do it that often, so. I know, and you always ask, we have a bumper for that? <laughs> <laughs> I should know better by now. We have a bumper for everything, but. You know, we have production. Um. Anyway. I thought you didn't do anything. Well, apparently not. Um, I'm not doing 20 days worth of shit. Anyway, moving on to the Ask the Rat question. What is the first question? Is Dolph Ziggler a WWE Hall of Famer? Very timely, considering what's going on with him. If you look at his resume, all signs point to Hall of Famer. He's not a first ballot. Yeah, no, I would agree. He's not first ballot. But yeah, he's definitely Hall of Fame worthy. He's a grand... He is... I think he's a Grand Slam champion? He's held IC title and tag team... Not Ziggler, but he's held the world IC and US titles. He's... He's been in some big moments. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. I would, I would say that. Not first ballot, but he's borderline. I mean, he's definitely considerable for it. He's has had an impact on WWE. He's, like, you know, Rock said, he's done a lot of big things. So, yeah, I mean, I could see him in the Hall of Fame. Maybe not right away. Maybe further down the line. But, yeah, absolutely. I feel like he could be considered. All right, next question. If you could eat only one variety of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Toss-up between french fries or pizza. I'm going with potatoes. So there you go. All right, next. Options. Uh, you just got kidnapped by terrorists. Which wrestler would you would pull a Liam Neeson to save you? None of them. <laughs> yeah, no one will come and save us. Yeah, no one will come and save us. But um, if, if we're put in a situation where a wrestler would save us... Um, who would be good in that role? Cesaro? Yeah, we go with Seamus or Cesaro. Cesaro, because he's got the military experience. Then there's always Bray Wyatt and his magic where he can poof in and poof out. Dude. I'm just, I'm throwing, I'm just throwing options. But... He'd get preachy. Plus, he'd take us back to the house. Do you really want to go back to the house? I think you want to go back to the house. I'm not sure I want to go back to the house. Okay, next. How many screams will it take Ember Moon before she becomes a dragon? 37. I think she's already there, isn't she? She's pretty boss level already. I mean... But is she dragon level boss yet? Yeah, I think she's, I think she's pretty close to dragon level boss. So it's 37 screams. Yes. Who, in your opinion, currently has the best gear in WWE on the same line? Who desperately needs to suck up to Mikaze slash the wardrobe department and get new gear? I'll let you handle this. Uh... Actually, actually thanks. We were... I came across something last night and we looked over it where... Trish Stratus put up um, people's creation in WWE gear for WW2K18. You can see the evolution of her gear. When she got money, her gear got better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of best gear, I don't know. What do you think? I always like Asuka's gear. I feel like her gear's really nice. Alexa's gear is really nice. Um, yeah, Alexa has good gear. Alexa has good gear. Alicia Fox has good gear. I'm trying to think of some of the guys that have good gear that... And I'm not really coming up with anybody. Because a lot of them are just wearing regular pants these days. Yeah, or they're just wearing the little the little trunks. Um, 
You know who should who has bad gear right now? Finn Balor. He should not be wearing white. Okay, the Bludgeon Brothers have good gear. I like how you're just going to gloss over the, the Finn Balor thing. He sh- well, you know, it depends on if you want to see his, his Balor Club or not. If you want to see his Balor Club, then, you know, the white is great. If you don't, well... There you go. There you go. There's your answers. I tell you who needs to suck up to the wardrobe department, though. Who? Pete Dunn. Yes. That child needs some new gear in, like, the worst damn way. Yeah, he really does need new gear. And also Bo Dallas. Can we get Bo Dallas some new gear, please? Maybe some pants? He could rock some pants, I'm just saying. He'd match Curtis. Bobby Roode has decent gear. Yeah, Bobby Roode has decent gear. Uh, New Day has good gear. Well, yeah, New Day has really good gear. They they get creative um, with their gear. I'm trying to think of what else is bad gear. Um, Brian Kendrick? Yeah, Brian Kendrick. Mustafa Ali's gear is awful. It's okay. Oh, I think it's awful. Don't at me on that one. It's awful. Oh, Dana Brooke needs new gear. Paige needs new gear. Paige needs new gear, yes. I'm still on the fence about Natty's gear. Like, because there for a while, it just was like, oh, honey, no. And then she's kind of sort of gotten better with it, but it's still sort of, eh. The whole cat ears thing, just crazy cat lady thing, I'm just still not sure about. Also, Mickey. Can we get Mickey some better gear? Can that be a thing? She has decent gear at times. She has decent gear, but it's like, I feel like the stuff she wore in Impact was so much better. Well, when she wears her Impact like the jeans outfit, that's her Impact gear? Yeah. Oh, Lana needs new gear. Yeah. Lana's gear, it's like, some of it is really good, some of it's not really good. Like, I feel like a lot of her gear was made more for show than it was for actual wrestling. Because you just kind of look at it and you're like, eh, I don't know about that. But, I mean, it's nice gear. I just don't think it's good for what she's using it for. That criticism of of Mustafa is the only one I'll accept about the real-life Disney prints. All right, we'll go with that. Um, Is that it for gear, I think? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for gear. All right, speaking of Mustafa Ali, what's next? Alrighty. Other than the obvious choice of Mustafa Ali being Aladdin... He made the comparison himself. Which other male superstars could you easily make into Disney princes? John Cena. I'm just going to throw that out there right goddamn now. John Cena. Ultimate Disney prince. I guess that answers the question, or do you want more? Should we do dive deeper and find Disney princesses? And- oh, oh, we're diving deeper on this. Okay, find a list. All right. Uh, let's see as I go through the roster. I don't know. I feel like Bo Dallas could qualify. He's got the hair for it. Uh, King Ken says Breeze as a Gaston type. Breeze would work. Fandango would work. I think the Miz would work. Miz would work. Bobby Roode would work. Um, Cedric Alexander would be good. Who else? Drew Gulak. The Rock. We'll go with The Rock. Before he turned evil, Sami Zayn could have worked. Sami Zayn could still work. Sami could be like the prince in disguise kind of thing. Apparently The Rock isn't a prince. You're right. He's a king. <laughs> he's a demigod. <laughs> he's a demigod. Fair enough. Um, Noam Dar would be interesting. We'll throw him out there. Roman Reigns. Again, he's got the hair for it. He's got the looks for it. And Shinsuke. Can't forget Shinsuke. Because Shinsuke would be a good prince. Okay. What's next? Will Bailey ever get her hug from Elias? No. No. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Not the Falcons! Hopefully the Eagles. And you know who else it won't be? Them Cowboys. Yeah, they're kind of out, dude. I'm, I'm waiting for Atlanta to go out next week, but yeah, the Cowboys are kind of out. Looks like somebody's going to have to get the tattoo adjusted. Again. Again. Um, Eagles again. Have, again. Uh, Eagles have a chance. Um, AFC-wise, well, it's kind of destined for the Patriots every time ever since the last couple weeks they've been 
given gifted two things, so it's kind of destined the Patriots are going there. That's just my thought. Yeah, I mean, I hate to sound bitter about it, but it's like it's generally the Patriots and somebody every year, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Patriots and somebody this year. And hopefully, it's the Eagles. We'll say. Let's just hope they don't twenty-eight and three it. Only the the Falcons can do that because we're very special. All right, next. Will Vince try to own the Panthers, or will he go out on his own again? Somebody's been watching the sports channels. Do 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 do. Um, will Vince try to own the Panthers? I could say it, but now that he's going, he, it's the XFL is coming. I don't see Vince going that small with something to to do this much of a this much already. I feel like he is launching his own league that, you know, it's like, I'm sure the, the temptation to run an NFL franchise is intriguing, but when it's in Carolina and two, um, I don't think that would interest him. I don't think that's exciting enough for him. I don't think it's big enough for him. 20 years ago, that would have been a thing. 20 years ago, yeah, he would have totally jumped into that, but now it's kind of like he's looking, he's sort of staring down the end. The end. So it's like he wants to do one last, I think, big thing. And I would bet that the XFL is something that's always haunted him in oh. terms of... Oh, it has. You know, just a massive failure. And it's something that he wants to prove that he can make it, make it a success. Why are we doing inverted pictures? Why, why are we doing this Inception crap? Can, thank you. Can we not? For a second, I thought my TV was messed up. <laughs> What the f- what the hell? But yeah, I just I feel like Vince is making up for a failure. Oh yeah, and that's what's going on. And so, you know, if this fails, he'll be done. Like that's going to be it. But if this is a success, then he's good to go. But I think it's something that he is. This is this almost feels like this is his phase out of wrestling. This is his thing that he gets to do. That's not WWE. And he's either going to sell WWE, which is an entirely different conversation, or he's going to give it to Hunter and Steph and Shane and be like, here, go forth and conquer. I'm going to go do this. It's essentially his retirement gig. That's what this feels like, you know? I'm with you. Um, let's see. Uh, is the major blame Brent this week really out for nine months or make a comeback? We no. kind of already answered this, but I would say four to six. Four to six works. Probably closer to six. Who do you think will win the national championship? Not Georgia. Just like the Patriots. Probably help. I kind of want Oklahoma to win. I'm okay with Oklahoma. You know who deserves it? Jim Ross. Yeah, God God knows that man needs some joy he's in his life. A, he's had a year. So Oklahoma winning this year would be a great great thing for him this year. A great kickoff to the new year. Let's go with Oklahoma. And Brent, I have not been drinking again. I am 100% sober. Just saying. But yeah, no, I would like to see it come down to Oklahoma and Clemson. That's who I would like to see it come down to. I'd love to see Alabama and Georgia get knocked out just because it still pisses me off that they put two SEC teams in Mm -hmm. and they essentially rendered a couple other championships invalid by putting Alabama through. I understand that they're 10-1 and or 11-1 and or whatever the record is, but I feel like a con- a championship should outweigh a record, especially if you don't win your championship. Like, you don't even go to the game, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, what's next? Up next. In your opinion, who has the most ridiculously named finishing move? They're all kind of ridiculous. Whatever Enzo, whatever Enzo and Cass's finisher was, the Boom Shakalaka, that was an awful name. I'm trying to think, like, 
They don't give like some of the finishing moves don't even have names this, at, at this point. Like Seth Rollins is is the knee. Just he hit the knee. Um, doesn't even have it. Like back in the day, you would always know the finishing move names. Now it's like yeah, I was gonna say I'm trying to think of any finishing move names, and I just can't. Because you have the Kevin Owens has a pop up power bomb. Sami Zayn has the Huluva kick. RKO is from Randy Orton. Shinsuke has the Kinshasa. You know you have you have names, but I don't. There isn't one that really is out there that's ridiculous. There are a couple, but they're just not coming to mind right now. Like Big Cass, his whole move set of names is just the Empire Elmo is dumb. Can we just call it? Can we just say Enzo Amore? Enzo and Big Cass. Yeah. Next. What movie or show from this year has everyone loved that you're just like eh about? What movies have people loved this year? Um, it would be um, has Rock seen any movies this year? I'm gonna say the only one that people have been like crazy about that I know about that I've watched um is. Or I haven't, or I haven't seen yet. Is Star Wars? I haven't seen that one yet. I typically don't see movies right at the back. I wait for them to come out on digital. Um, trying to say, I'm trying to think. Nothing is coming to mind. Yeah, shows either. Because, like, I don't care for Walking Dead. So, eh, we can all go eh about that. Everybody was always super into Scandal, and I never got into Scandal. Like, I was meh about that. Like, it was just okay. Um. Movies of 2017. Let's find some movies, shall we? Um, Wonder Woman, was that any good? Yeah, okay, that was eh for me. Apparently for a lot of people, Justice League was eh. Never saw Justice League, but I I always heard mixed reviews about Justice League, where it was like some people really loved it and some people really hated it, and there was like really no between, but I think it just kind of depends where you are in terms of the the, the books. <laughs> Yeah. Um, was Batman vs Superman this year? Um, technically, I think it was last year. Oh, last year. Okay. Um, so that's about it. I, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of movies. There hasn't. Been, all right, I'll go. I'll give you this rant. There hasn't been any good movies that I has made me want to see a movie this year. How about that? There hasn't been a really good comedy movie out this year that goes, "Oh, that is awesome! I need to go see that." Yeah, for me, it's something. It's more the expense of going to the theater and seeing it in the theater, and also just sitting in the theater because I really don't like going to movie theaters. So it has to be something really, really, really good that I really am intrigued by and want to see to actually pay the money to go see it. Otherwise, I'll wait for it to come out on digital and I'll I'll watch it on digital because for me, it's like. I'd rather sit in the comfort of my own home and watch the movie because then I can pause it. I can get what food I want. You know, everything like that. That's just how I am. Where it's like, I don't really like going to theaters because it's like people talk, people are on their phones, people let their child stand the, through the entire goddamn movie and talk. The entire goddamn movie like they did when I went to see Thor. Um, and that was kind of like what ruined it for me was it's just like, God, this is just not worth it. As far as TV shows go, it's like, has there been a really good TV show to come out this year? Stranger for me, Stranger Things, eh, I don't watch it, so eh. I never got into Stranger Things. I never could get into Stranger Things. I watched about two or three episodes of Stranger Things, and I was just like, eh? So I guess maybe that? I guess that fits that category. I don't know if it came out this year or not, but... Well, season two came out this year. Right, that fits into that category, then. So that's... You can see how well-versed in current pop culture we are. Yeah, I actually really don't watch a lot of, like, TV. Sports. I watch a lot of sports. All about the sports. And HGTV. That's primarily what I watch. Because anymore, it's like a lot of the shows, it's like they take a lot of shots. They're very political. They're, and for me, it's just like, I, some of it's funny, some of it's not funny. And I'm so over all the politics and the bullshit and everything like that on both sides that it's like, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. So that's mainly part of the reason why I just don't watch a lot of comedies 
dramas, whatever. Right. Although I, I'm still waiting for Timeless to come back. Timeless can come back anytime it's goddamn ready. Although I will say I've been meh on Once Upon a Time. Been very meh on that. I was into that for a long time, and they brought it back for that next season, and it's just kind of like, eh? That fits the question. All right. Next. All right. Uh, next. Which meme, wrestling-related or not, I don't care, have you enjoyed the most this year? Um, you know what's one I'm eh about now? Huh. Is the Jordan face. Yeah. Crying Jordan face is eh at this point. Crybaby cry Jordan? Not Crybaby Jordan, Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, crying I haven't seen that one. You've never you've you've never seen Crying Jordan where they Photoshop his crying Michael Jordan crying on the faces of everyone. No, you've not seen that one. Okay, I've never seen that. You've avoided that one like the play because it's always out. That one with um oh the the girl the guy and the other girl. The- yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm sick of that one. I'm sick of that one. <laughs> it's like everybody kind of took it too far. I'm sick of the elf in, on the shelf parodies. Oh, this was supposed to be. Hey, we like these ones. Um, oh, have I enjoyed the most this year? Um, can I say I really haven't enjoyed that many memes this year? I yeah, I haven't really enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed them at the start. Like, I enjoy pretty much all the memes at the start because I think they're funny. Oh, the, um, the Trump one where he where he was writing things on and they edited those into things. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, you should have. Where he would where he wrote something and they they changed what he wrote. No. I've seen the Michelle Obama one. I've seen, I think, the Melina Trump one, but I don't think I've seen the one with him. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, that's if, if there is one that anyway. I enjoyed the guy and the two girls at the start, and just like I enjoy, it's like I enjoy all the memes pretty much at the start, and then they get way overplayed, and then you're like, eh. Yeah, that's what happens on the internet. Kill, they get killed. Yeah, it's called Donald Trump writes. I think it's the name of the meme. Um, yeah. So again, every meme. That gets killed by the internet because we think it's so much funny, and then it becomes it stops being funny. All right, what's next? Who has the best post debut, post championship picture with P- Proud Dad Triple H? Oh God, um, I'm going with the obvious. Proud Dad Triple H with Proud Dad Triple H. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of memes, that's the best meme of the year. Seriously, and the fact that he posts for it is even better. Yeah, that would be the best one. I feel like Joe had a good one. I tell you who didn't get one that should have gotten one, but he got a really nice tribute was Bray. The fact that Hunter didn't take the or they may have taken the picture together, but Hunter didn't put it out. But he gave a really nice tribute to Bray when he won the title. That was really sweet. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Bray Wyatt. Um, how long until Bray finally sues Eric Young for custody of Killian Dane? He's not going to sue for custody. He's just going to come take Killian Dane. He's just going to lure him away from Eric Young while Eric Young is not looking. He'll fight Nikki Cross off because it's not technically Eric he's got to arrest Killian from. It's Nikki. He may take her with them just to sate, just to sate her because he could use her. And yeah, they'll go from there. But yeah, it's not going to be a suing. It's going to be a taking. All right. Um, one more. One more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we go to break. Before we go to break. What's your favorite cookie? Tune in Sarah and I for CB Radio, Radio, the greater than great debate on cookies. Molasses cookies. I love molasses cookies. They're so good. Uh, nothing beats a good bakery cookie with uh, jimmies and chocolate on it. Yeah. I mean. Jimmies. Yeah. I'm just saying those are um, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything fresh out of the bakery? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fresh bakery. Okay, I have to talk about this because I don't know if you have it up there. But down here, we have something called Tiff's Treats. 
this is genius. This chick started a business where she delivers freshly baked hot cookies to you. Never heard of this before. Not just chocolate chip, like any kind of cookies. Like, she has a whole selection, and she'll deliver them in a box, and they're fresh, and they're hot, like fresh out of the oven cookies. It's genius! Somebody sent us some at work for something that we had done. It was like, holy crap, this this is amazing. This is awesome. Never even thought of it. So yeah, I just, I have to talk about that because it's my most favorite thing in, in there ever is a cookie ice cream sandwich where they'll take two fresh cookies of your choice. They don't have to match and they'll wedge them into, they'll wedge a piece of ice cream between it and then you get a freshly made ice cream sandwich. Okay. It's ridiculous, but it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But yeah, we're doing great and great debate on cookies, so tune in Saturday night, see Brandy, we'll have the prediction thing out on Friday or Saturday morning, so check that out too. You're welcome, Brent. And no, I'm not sending... I already sent you cookies this year, so you know what? You No, you don't get more. You got your cookies, so you can't complain at me. Don't at her. Anyway, I say we get a break. Yeah, that's right. So when we come back, we're going to be doing more Ask the Rack, and, and well, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite matches of the year plus two of the week and our end of the year recap and predictions. So you'll see in the rack, pop goes the rack right here on walltalkradio.com and we will be right back. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... Maybe I have one more ass-kicking left in me. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly. Rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch! It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Do you feel a little bit empty inside after the rack goes off the air on Thursday nights? Well, don't fret because The Rack has a little something extra for you in the form of The Rack Extra. Join us as we review the weekly happenings with your favorite Total Divas. From start to finish, we give you our reactions to all the relationship drama, the infighting, 
and all the trips to the plastic surgeon's office. Join us as we get all up in that Kool-Aid of the Total Divas with the Rack Extra, weekly right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Trust me, it's simply thebomb.com. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join Wrestle Talk Radio every Sunday night live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Celebrate the most joyful time of the year with the most festive person on the entire Wild Talk Radio Network, Mr. Holiday himself, Lone Jobber. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my show. I'm Stubber Claus. Decorate your trees. Light your candles for 20 crazy days. My matzah is amazing. And I gotta say, my challah makes the girls holla. Join the keeper of the kippah, aka the maker of the matzah, aka the Kwanzaa king, aka Jobber Claws. For 20 days of Jobber, the starting December 12th, right here only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Ho ho ho! Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and you're listening to Rack Radio. the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com if you're listening to us over at wildtalkradio.com gerwick.net or rackradioshow.com thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you get a quick second check out the fine folks over at fightboot.com because they're amazing they're awesome and if you get a quick second check out our very fine sponsor wrestling figure photography instagram.com slash mbg1211 and why go there brent because you just kind of opened the door for me you gotta learn not to do that just just saying you would think by now like you would think after five years of knowing each other that you that you know you wouldn't do that but oh no 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 every time you just open that door and we'll just walk right through it and she she is the one who just knocked that door down yeah i just kick it down just you, you, even an inch is coming down anyway is tweet of the week Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter I 
Until I found Twitter Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Brent, I'm not sending you an ice cream sandwich either Because it will melt before you ever check your mail So, you know Good try though Good try Tweets Tweets, because, you know, I was on Twitter, and I've been on Twitter, like, the whole show until I went over to www.com to get a list, and then it was like it went off to Twitter, and it's like, oh, damn it. So, Cesaro tweeted out a pic of a girl who looks uber cute at one of the live shows with a sign that says, Seamus is daddy, and it has the hashtag, Seamus is daddy, and he tweets Seamus and Jericho, and Seamus responds with, what does this even mean? You know, you know exactly what this means. Don't lie. I, I, okay. Um, I guess the phrase is kinky? Everybody wants to do Seamus. Anyway, speaking of Seamus, <laughs> he did not go home over the holidays. He stayed in the States, and he went up to visit Rusev and Lana, where drunk shenanigans took place. So he tweeted out, with one stroke, this Cinderella boy earned his PGA Tour card. I'd like to thank my caddy, Rusev Bull. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, former Santa's reindeer, now about to become the Masters champion. And it is Seamus, drunk golfing in a reindeer costume. The, the two of them were tremendous on Twitter. It was amazing. They got really wasted and were just on Twitter for half the night. It was fantastic. He followed this up with couldn't make the Christmas Day dip at the... F- the 40 foot in Dublin, so I jumped in a lake in Tennessee. Happy Christmas. And he puts out the video, and it's basically tagged with instantly regretting my life choices. Because he does. He hits the water, and he instantly regrets it because it was cold as hell. Christmas Day in the South. Like, you see him get out of the water. Like, he's just, like, struggling to get to the water before it really gets to him. And he's just, like, he gets out of the water, and he looks at the camera. He's like, that was not a smart idea. Because he's in nothing but boots and his boxers, and that's it. And a Santa hat before he lost it. It's, again, Drunk Seamus. Drunk Seamus is everything. I just, I need a show with Drunk Seamus. Total Fellas coming 2019. Need Total Fellas. With Rusev and Seamus. Yes. Xavier Woods. Hold on, before, I- you, before you go on. Um, Rusev is getting a lot of mileage out of the Santa costume. Yes, he is. Sorry, continue. Yes, 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 he is. They need to dry clean that thing. Yeah. Xavier Woods, if Santa were real, then I wouldn't have seen that kid in my fourth grade class have a nervous breakdown and almost break his desk in half. Xavier Woods, translate a saying or quote. Thank you so much for the gift equals you put the gift receipt in the box, right? Ron Stanford, dude. Jesus. He's running like he stole it. Damn. TCU, dude. Caught him. Too late, though. Too late. And well, there were some big stakes on the line this weekend because it was the pinstripe bowl between Iowa and Boston College, and Iowa came up with the win, and Biggie tweets out, Iowa, hashtag pinstripe bowl, BC alum at True Kofi right now, and it's Kofi making a sour face. Because I think they have to, they had a bet. They probably had a bet, yeah. With results to follow. Big E, our personal pancake chef, Cheese Hopper, I believe this to be his government name, infused last night's batch of flapjacks with bootios. Why are y'all wasting perfectly good pancakes? Why? And finally, Big E, five, yes, five years ago today, I stared blankly into your homes for the first time. And this picture of him blankly staring. Of course it is. Of course it is. 
You good? I'm good. Someone named Matt Craig goes, maybe these three can help you battle the Riot Squad at the Royal Rumble, and it's um, a picture of Paige and um, the, uh, the Absolution. Becky Lynch goes, I thought that was the Riot Squad. Oh, shit. Not sports center. Breaking. With the Browns clinching the number one overall pick, with every single draft-eligible player has announced, they are returning to school. Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins. I asked Santa for a victory for Christmas, a simple request. I thought. I didn't get it. Maybe next year. Aww, poor Kurt Hawkins. Uh, vacant. Currently, I possess 29 spots in this year's Men's Royal Rumble and the majority of spots in the Women's Royal Rumble. At this time, the odds of me going to WrestleMania are great. See you in New Orleans. Not sports in a report. The, with the Browns potentially interested in him, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen now plans to stay in school until 2087. I don't blame him. No. Not sports center. Green Bay Packers Christmas list. A new leather couch for the playoffs. A backup collarbone for Aaron Rodgers, just in case. Somebody that actually knows what the word defense means. A pink slip for Don Capers. A note that says, please stop hitting me for Devontae Adams' head. Ouch. The Indianapolis Colts. Christmas list. A new rule ending games after the first half. Andrew Luck. Health for Andrew Luck. A coach for Andrew Luck. A team for Andrew Luck. A reason to stay in Indianapolis for Andrew Luck. A reason to live live for Colts fans during football season. Like they're the Browns or something. And finally, the Patriots for the Christmas list. Anything with 28, 28 to 3 on it. New cell phones for Tom Brady to destroy. New secret cameras inside opposing stadiums. Bribe money for the refs. A 69 jersey for Gronk. And random new employees for Bill Belichick can fire slash trade for 2008-89 sixth round picks. There's your tweets of the week. Alrighty, well, up next, we have favorite match of the year. And you have a list. I do have a list that, again, I have to pull up because I had all this crap ready to go when we went to air and then we got talking and I needed links for other things so I can officially close the Twitters. You can still tweet so, the show at Wild Talk Radio. We'll, we'll see your tweets. Anyway, continue. Yes. So, well, I'll see them on my phone. My phone's right here. So, the top 25 matches of, of 2017 per WWE. There are plenty of other fantastic matches out on the indies, I'm sure. I have a little doubt of that. I just really have not seen them, so I can't speak to them. You, you know they're all seven stars and above. They're all seven stars and above. Massive credit to everybody in the Indian circuit who busted their ass this year that put on fantastic matches. I just have not seen them. So, that's mainly why we're doing it like this. And they're probably all full of super kicks. They're all full? Full of super kicks. Possibly. Just saying. Anyway, go on before I take any more shots at people. So, WWE put this list out. It's the top 25 matches of 2017. We're going to kind of talk about them and kind of give our thoughts. Because rather than sitting here going, um, gee, what was that match? I don't know. I don't remember. We're just going to have a list and we're going to go through it. Because it's just easier. So, number 25, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Intercontinental Championship. This was on Raw, December 11th. Good match. Shouldn't be in the top. It's not match of the year. Yeah, it's just, it's okay. I mean, it was, it was good. It was fine. But in compared to some of the other matches that are on this list, it's like, why is it here? It feels for a forced Roman Reigns match on the list. Possibly. Throw it out there. Next. Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho, the triple threat match for the United States Championship on SmackDown Live, July 25th. I would say good, not great. I don't remember it. It was good, not great. Okay. I'm sure it was a fantastic match. I'm sure we talked about it on the show, and I probably really liked it. I just don't remember it. It's not sticking out in my brain. The bigger surprise that night was Jericho showing up. It, the match was just okay. Yeah. Number 23, Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura. NXT Championship match at TakeOver Orlando. I would put that in top six of the year. Yeah. That was really good. Really, really, really good. 
I don't know why it's that far down on the list, but okay. Basically, it was it was Nakamura's last match in NXT, to which I say he should go back down because they could use him so much better. Anyway, because we're not going to get into that. Number 22, John Cena versus AJ Styles versus Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose versus The Miz versus Baron Corbin in the chamber for the WWE Championship. This is the aforementioned where Bray Wyatt wins the title. So obviously this is my number one. <laughs> it's not <laughs> number Bray Wyatt won the title. It's not number one, but it should not be 21. It should um, not be 22. 22, whatever it was. It should be higher. It should be in the top seven. This is a really, really good match. It involved the brand new chamber, which I really like. I think it looks a lot better. It works a lot better. You can see more through it. They're able to get better camera angles. And most importantly, it's safer for everybody involved. Because God knows that other one just was not thought of you know, properly when they built it. It's just like maximum pain. Next. Up next, number 21, we have Charlotte and Bailey. For the Raw Women's Championship match, Raw on Raw, February 13th, I believe this is where Bailey won the title. Yes. Good match. Top 10. Top 10 match. I mean, they can't have a bad match together, but I still feel like they blew their load super early with this. Should have been a WrestleMania moment. It was a, a Raw moment. So they've sort of fixed that now where they're saving it. They're, you know, they've changed their stance on that somewhat. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was a really good match. It was just, again, it, sh- it should have been on Mania. Number 20, gentlemen, Jack Gallagher versus TJP versus Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali versus Noam Dar in a fatal five-way elimination match on 205 Live. I've seen bits of pieces of this match, and I thought they were funny and good and entertaining, but I haven't seen the full match. Can't comment. Haven't seen it. Okay. Number 19, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. This was good. Good. Top 10. This is the one where Jericho went in the cage. Yeah, it was good. Good not It was a good not great. I feel like the cage was a little bit hokey, but it worked. Yeah. Again, good, not great. Rumble was better that that night. Yes. This next one needs to be higher. It should be higher. The fact that it's at 18 is a little bit of a travesty. Sanity versus Undisputed Era versus The Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong in War Games at NXT TakeOver War Games. This was fantastic. Alexander Wolf still has staples from it. Yeah. Entertaining. Very entertaining. Top 10. So it should be. Anyway, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt in a fatal five-way match at Extreme Rules. Um, the, the, from what I remember, Bray and Joe were good together as a team, and the match was fun, entertaining. And when to me, it's not match of the year, but it was an entertaining match to watch. Yes, it was very entertaining to watch. I don't feel like it was. I feel like it's placed properly. It could be a couple spots higher, but it's right around where it should be. Yeah. Up next, Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream at NXT TakeOver War Games. Top 10. Um, very good. The crowd helped that match from a technical standpoint. Good match. Um, could be a few spots higher on the list. Could be a few spots higher on the list. This was a kind of a sleeper. Nobody was expecting a lot from this. So when they had a really fantastic match, everybody was like, holy crap. But yeah, this was... Some really good storytelling involved with this. Dream was... The build for this was very appropriate. It was very well done. Dream did what he needed to do. Alistair did what he needed to do. And we got a great match out of it. So yeah, should be higher, but it's not, sadly. Um, Number 15, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Shouldn't be on the list. It was a good five-minute fight, not a match of the year. Yeah, I feel like it's the obligatory. We got to put Brock on there somehow. Obligatory putting Goldberg on there. That too. Number 14, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins on Raw on May 29th. I 
I'm sure this was really good. I just don't, I don't remember this. Yeah, it was mad. It was, again, good, great, not great. It was a good raw main event match, but it's one of those things that doesn't stand out because you see a lot of good, but not great Roman Reigns matches. You see a lot of good, but not great Seth Rollins matches. They're all good matches. So none of them really stand out from each other. Yeah. Number 13, Dean Ambrose is in Seth Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the Raw Tag Team Championships at No Mercy. This was good. This is the one where Cesaro basically embedded his teeth in his skull. Just for that, it deserves to be on the list. Yeah, just for that, it deserves to be on the list. But this was really good. But again, they had a bunch of them, so it's hard to pick just one. Yeah. Up next, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania 33. Really good, fun, entertaining match right where it should be on the list. Pretty much, yeah. Usos versus the New Day SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at Battleground. I feel like if you're going to pick a a tag team match between these, these two groups... It should be the set. I just say they had the best tag team feud of the year. Yeah, they did. They had a wonderful tag team feud, which culminated in Hell in a Cell, and it was just fantastic. So hopefully it's on this list higher, maybe, possibly. Let's keep I... Let's keep going. Don't, don't just keep going one by one. Let's keep going. God damn it. But anyway, yeah, for right now, I would have picked the cell and put the cell on here. Anyway, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins versus The Miz, triple threat match from Raw, May 1st. I don't remember this. Who was I'm sure it? it was good, but I don't remember it. Who was it again? Balor and Rollins and Miz. Yeah, it was good, not great. Yeah. I, I kind of this is the one where Bray Wyatt and Joe inter- intervened on behalf of Miz. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. It's, it's, it. Yeah, it was good, not great. It was it was a match. It should not be that high on the list, though. Number nine, Big Show versus Braun Strowman on the February 20th episode of Raw. I believe this is the one where they collapsed the ring. No, was it? I thought that was later in the year. Um, Yeah, that was later in the year. They had to reinforce the ring. This was better than I think a lot of people expected because, uh, you know, it's it's two big guys. And every time you do that, you're like, oh, God, this is going to be boring as hell. But because Braun can move. It was surprisingly better than it should have been. But yeah, it, it was way better than it should have been. Not a match of the year candidate. Yeah, no. Number eight, Authors of Pain versus DIY versus The Revival, a triple threat ta- NXT Tag Team Championship elimination match at TakeOver Orlando. Yeah, I would say it deserves to be there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely, for sure. The Demon Finn Balor versus AJ Styles at TLC. Um, I would put that right outside top ten. Yeah, I mean, it was good, but it, I don't. it wasn't necessarily anything really memorable. I mean, I know what happened, but it wasn't anything really... It was a really good match, but it was not match of the year. Even though people that night were saying match of the year, match of the year, now it wasn't. They could do much better. Especially, the. it was a great match for them with all that travel. Yeah. And last minute putting together. Yeah. Because that was the match, basically, where um, Bray Wyatt had the mumps and couldn't be there. Yeah. So, it had, like, no build to it, no nothing, so that's why it's probably not memorable, is because it was last minute. All right, next. Number six, Asuka versus Ember Moon, NXT Championships match at TakeOver Brooklyn 3. I feel like this was the best one, maybe, that we got out of the series. It was the best of the two, yeah. But I feel like the one that I saw at the house show was better. You no, you, y'all, y'all don't understand. They had a fantastic match at the house show that I went to. So, you know, it's like, this was good, but that the match that the, the matches they were doing on the house show circuit at that point were better. Were way better, because they had more time, and they could do pretty much whatever they wanted. And they did pretty much whatever they wanted. Next. Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, champion versus champion match, Survivor Series. What number? Number five. Right spot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly where it needs to be. That was a fantastic match. 
Number four. New Day versus the Usos SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at SummerSlam kickoff. It's a shame this match went on the pre-show because this was a, this was again another fantastic match in this series. Yeah, next. Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne, WWE United Kingdom Championship match, NXT TakeOver Chicago. Number three? Number three. What's number two? Brock versus Roman versus Joe versus Braun, the fatal four-way for the Universal title at SummerSlam. No. Bate's better. Yeah. Bate and Dunne were better. Bate and Dunne number two was better, too. Bate and Dunne number two from the other week should have been on this list, too. They just have really good matches together because they're so familiar with each other that they can't have a bad match together. Yeah. You know? Like, they're just, they know each other that well that it's like... You get that wonderful chemistry between two wrestlers like that, and they just, there's chemistry and there's fluidness in it that they just like, they just know what to do with each other. They don't have to talk about it, they just know. And yeah, they know how to exploit each other's strengths and weaknesses equally. I just love that. I thought it was a really fantastic match. It should be higher. Should really be number one, but. It's one and one A because the, the other one, Cena versus AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble, was pretty fantastic. Yeah, that one was pretty fantastic. I mean, I feel like the Lesnar versus Roman versus Joe versus Strowman, the Fatal 4-Way for the championship match, well, that was a really good match where you where you really built up Braun and Brock. That should be lower on the list, or that should be higher on the list, because it's it shouldn't be number two. It was a good match. It was a really good match, but I wouldn't put it above bait and done. No. And Matt, I have no idea what you're... Anyway... So, and then last, you know, as you said, it's AJ versus Cena, so at the Rumble, and that was, again, that should be, it's like 1-1-A in terms of the list. So, yeah, I tend to agree with all that, but I feel like if you're going to pick a match between the Usos and the New Day, it should have been the Cell. Like, the fact that that match is not on here is a crime. Yeah, I could have got rid of a couple matches and put that on there. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that was just, that, that's a crime. All right. Insane. Yeah. So let's get back into Asterak, shall we? Okay, I have to remember where we left off. Where did we leave off? What will finally break the internet? Republicans? The penis of the president. That would break the internet, wouldn't it? Maybe. Possibly. If his penis was put on the internet. I think it already is in some capacity. I'm sure it is. I don't want to know this. But, yeah. That would break the internet. Uh, do you have a favorite TV show? Yes. Oh, should I answer the question, what is my favorite TV show? No, is it just do you have a favorite TV show? Yes. Yes. Next. Is Alistair Black in- is Alistair Black's entrance going to accidentally summon Satan one day? Well, I'm pretty sure he is Satan or he's pretty damn close, so I think they're already doing that. Maybe? Possibly? Maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, d- but in answer to the question, he needs the metal band and he needs the candles again to do that. Uh, who would you most like to see debut slash return in WWE, whether it's straight to the main roster like H. Styles or in NXT in 2018? I want them to bring Dunn over. But he's in WWE. I know, but he's not in technically in NXT or main roster formally. And I would like them to bring him over. I think formally. they're talking. I think they're saying outside the company, who's not working for the company at this point in time. Um, Ethan Carter third to the WWE main roster on SmackDown Live. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs to come in, and he just needs to go right to the main roster. I wouldn't mind seeing Storm back if Storm was in shape. Like, I feel like they could get a couple more years out of Storm before he's done. But they could get something out of EC3, who's already trademarking his own name. So. Yeah. yeah, they need to bring in AC3 and they just need to run that gimmick as is because I feel like he could be a wonderful, he could be a Miz for SmackDown Live. 
He'd be tremendous heel. He would. He would be. Has there ever been a wrestler that you just hated and you don't know why? Yes. Yes. I don't have examples, but yes. Broken Matt Hardy. I love Broken Matt Hardy. I cannot stand him. Oh. I cannot stand him. I hate the Young Bucks, but I think we already knew that. I just don't care for the Young Bucks in terms of their attitude. I think they're fine as wrestlers, but just in terms of their attitudes, they just rub me the wrong way. And I know they're heels and they're supposed to, but it's beyond them being heels. It's just like legit. I just don't. To me, it's their wrestling. I don't like their wrestling. I don't think they sell well. I don't think they've ever sold well. I think they have sort of made a mockery of some things. Jim Cornette has ran on them about some of the stuff. I think some of the stuff they do is stupid because it's just beyond ridiculous. And it just takes away the the, the storytelling aspect of professional wrestling. And to me, I don't like it. I think they should learn how to sell better. And yeah, that's about it. I could go on and on, but I don't want to spend all day ranting about the Young Bucks. Yes. What's your favorite Netflix series? Glow. The Crown. Although I'm wearing a Glow shirt right now. Do you think Bray Wyatt will win the WWE title again in 2018? Um. No. No. I think he'll get close. I think, but they have a lot of rebuilding that they have to do with him. And he's a long way off from getting there. Just because he needs to go back to SmackDown. I'm sorry. He does. He just, he need, he's lost on Raw. He needs to go back to SmackDown. He did perfectly fine on SmackDown. His children are on SmackDown. He needs to go back there. I think Bray Wyatt should run with the Intercontinental title for a while. Intercontinental or US? I'm more specifically the Intercontinental title. I would put him in the Intercontinental title picture and have him rough shot, run rough shot on the mid-card and destroy some folk and regain some credibility as Intercontinental Champion. Because he just feels like he's drifting right now. Like, they don't really have a direction for him. They don't really know where he's going. I mean, they've they've started to point him in a direction with Matt Hardy, but it's just, like, there for a long this while. They just didn't... He was just, like, drifting. And he's kind of lost... A, I feel like he's actually lost a little bit of a step in terms of how they've written him, because they're not putting him out in front of the live crowd. He's doing backstage promos, which is what he's always done. But like I said four weeks of him doing backstage promos, he hasn't been out in front of the live crowds, at least in terms of on TV. He's been backstage. Now, he's been working dark matches, and he's been doing house shows and everything like that, but when you're watching TV, he's not as interesting doing a backstage promo as he is in the ring. It's more captivating in the ring. And because you don't see him do that, it's kind of like, eh? It's just very talking. Like, that's what it genuinely feels like, is, you know, as much as I love him and as, as entertained as I am by him, it's boring because he sits there and at this point, Ray Wyatt talking is, okay, he's going to talk a really good game. He's going to build this up really well and then he's going to lose and he's going to lose in the big moment and he's going to get kicked back down and it's going to be like nothing ever happened for either of them and the person that he fought isn't going to gain anything and Bray Wyatt isn't going to gain anything out of this. That's the way his fuse always go. That's that's just how you know it is. Very, very rarely does it ever pay off in Bray's favor where he actually gains something out of it. Whether it's an increase in status, whether it's credibility, whether it's a title, it doesn't matter. It's like the the consistent result with Bray is that he stays the same. He's constant. And they gave him a run with the SmackDown title. And again, he went back to being constant when he won the SmackDown title. He just, he was just there. And they tried to tell the story with Randy. And the story that they told with Randy was just like... The story was good. The matches didn't pay off correctly. Yeah, the matches didn't pay off correctly. So he looked like shit. When he went over to Raw, because he had to drop the title in that god-awful House of Horrors match. 
No, he didn't have to drop the title. He just had to finish the feud off in it. Because remember, he dropped the title of WrestleMania with the bugs in the ring. Yeah, that wasn't any really any better. That did, the that their build the build up for Bray Wyatt Randy Orton was really good. It was entertaining. It was different. It was something new. It was exciting. It actually had some intrigue. And then they gave him. It's like the Triple H. Randy Orton factor from that WrestleMania where they had this great build-up and the matchup didn't deliver because they weren't given the chance to. They handcuffed them. They handcuffed them at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest disappointment of the year. They handcuffed Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton at WrestleMania when there was a lot of build to it and people were really excited to actually see the match. They should have put a step on that. They should have absolutely put a step on that and or, made that either no holds barred or false count anywhere or... Or or no bucks. No bucks. But they should have put something on that to allow that violence to escalate more than what they did because keeping it within a standard match, again, handcuffed them. And they couldn't go as violent as they wanted to go. So did the bucks. So did the bucks. Who will suffer the biggest injury in 2018? God, I hope nobody. You hope nobody. Well, for me, it's like the biggest ticking time bomb was Dean. Because it's like he, for everything that he's done on his indie career and everything that he's done in WWE, at some point he's going to break down. You know, it's just at some point his body's going to give out a little bit and he's going to get hurt. Because it's like Roman's been hurt, Seth's been hurt. You're waiting on Dean to get injured because you know what's coming. So Dean's finally gotten injured. Thank goodness it's not anything terrible. Although it is terrible, but it's not anything, you know, career threatening. So now he's sort of off that list. Um, just a random guess. Baron Corbin. Probably an arm injury for Baron Corbin. Mm. This is a random wild guess. I'm going to go with Charlotte. Okay. Uh, I hate saying that. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but if I have to pick a name, I feel like Charlotte. What two wrestlers do you think are secretly dating? Don't say Trent Seven and and Tyler Bate. They're not secretly dating. They're openly dating. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I know. Um... And if you don't believe me, go look at their Instagram stories. Um, I feel like Breeze and Dango are secretly dating, even though they're kind of open about it. Pretty much to me, any any tag team that's like really, really close, like Sheamus and Cesaro, they're dating slash married. So it's just like, is it actually dating or what I, you know, what I jokingly say is dating slash married? I think actually dating. I don't think anybody's actually dating. You know who probably wants to actually date and they probably aren't, but they kind of probably want to? Charlotte and AJ. Yeah. I feel like if AJ wasn't married... They'd be doing it... That would be a thing. Five ways from Sunday. Um, Them, those two, and um, Kalisto and Sasha. No, Sasha would be Shinsuke. Sasha would be all over Shinsuke. I think she'd be all over Kalisto, too. She'd be all over Kalisto, but if she had to pick between Kalisto and Shinsuke, she would go for Shinsuke every time. Yeah, I really think Charlotte and AJ would be a thing if they weren't married. If he was American, if he she's wasn't, not. Yeah, she's not. He, if he wasn't, call it a hunch. Just watch out, Charlotte. He's potent. <laughs> um, where we at? Uh, what food would be the best to make a house out of? Pretzels and cheese. Why pretzels and cheese? Well, you can get the little stick pretzels, so you can build the frame of the house with the, the pretzel sticks, and you can face the house with the pretzel sticks and everything, and then you can use the cheese as a way to seal up the sticks. All right, I'll go with that. And insulate the house a little bit. I'll go with that. Uh, what finishing move would you be most terrified to take? All of them. Anything, uh, the... Styles Clash would kind of scare me, because you have to take that a very specific way. Yeah, Styles Clash. I going to say End of Days, too. Um, yeah, End of Days would be a little tricky. Uh, how many Oreos do you think you could balance on Lars Solfin's chin? None, because I wouldn't get that near him. That man terrifies me. With the RKO, Matt, 
that's a straight flat bump. You're just falling flat down. It's, that's a, the easiest bump to take. Um, saying but taking bumps are easy, but that's a, a straight flat forward bump. But a bump. I would say, I would say the the pedigree as well, especially if he doesn't release your arms and you can't catch yourself and you just land face first. For, for the Lars Sullivan thing, it's 15, just to give a number, 15. You're braver than I am. I mean, I would do it, but I think you can do 15. Uh, create your ultimate episode of Table for Three. Taker, Kane, and Bear. Hunter, Sean, and Taker. I, you know, the Wyatt family, Bray, Eric, and Luke. Yeah, that would be good. Um, I would do... Bray, Bo, and IRS. That'd be good. Vince, Shane, and Hunter. Could you get Vince? Could you, you get Shane and Hunter in the same room together? I, you just said created. I don't. Doesn't mean it has to happen. I just there's your three. Vince, Taker, and either Hunter or Sean. I feel like Sean, just because between those three, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Mainly, I just want Taker to start showing up more because I miss him desperately. Yeah, she doesn't want him to wrestle. I just don't want him to wrestle. So you know this whole Cena Taker thing? No. This is a no. What's next? What wrestler is in need of a makeover? Baron Corbin. They need to do something with that child's hair. Oh my god, it just gets worse and worse and worse every freaking week. And it's like he's just getting balder by the second. Like a stiff wind is just going to take his hair right off his head. Oh. Oh, TCU's coming back. We asked oh, for, we, oh, we got a game. We asked for it at the start of the, game, the show. Top of the fourth, y'all. Here they come. Y- y- you asked for it. You deliver. It is 31 to 29 right now, waiting for the extra point. A 93-yard pass play. Pass That's catch. pretty impressive. Yeah. You know who need, is going to eventually need a new makeover is my wife. Yeah. He's getting close to needing one. He, I think he more needs a clean up. Like, he, they need to do something else with his hair. They need to probably trim the beard up. I feel like the gear is okay, but he needs to go through another evolution. Like, he hasn't gone through one in a while. Since 32. Since 32, so I feel like he needs to go through another evolution of, of himself and figure out where he's going from here. Oh, they went for an extra point, and they waffled the point. So two. it's 31-29. You, you mean they went for a two-point conversion? Yes, that. Extra point's a kick. Yes. Whatever. All anyway. Right, next. But yeah, Bray Wyatt may need a makeover soon. Do you have matching socks, or is life too short for that full, such foolishness? Do you have to have matching socks, is the question. Um, Yes. Depends on the occasion and what shoes. If you're just running to Walmart, no. If you're going to any kind of business function or dinner, it might be a good idea. Always match your socks. As long as they're white or black or blue or whatever. They're close enough, it works. Uh, who are you hoping to have a bomb-ass WrestleMania entrance this year? Finn. Bobby Roode. And who would you like to see in an episode of Ride Along? Brambo. I want Brambo so bad, it hurts. It's, like, painful. Goes back to the table for three. Give Put Sean and Hunter in a car together. Oh, my God. The shenanigans. <laughs> Neither one of them should be driving. That's the thing. Like, that episode of Ride Along, it needs to be in the back of a limo, and it's just the two of them shooting shit. Like, neither one of them needs to be driving. Because I feel like they would get lost. There you go. So that's Ask the Rack. Thank you, everyone, for putting in questions. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it. We do. Now, last year we made some predictions. Some of them went really well. Some of them did not. I made a bold prediction of Will Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle will appear at Survivor Series 2017 for WWE 2K18 publicity. Well, he was there. He wrestled. He was. He's been in WWE all year. I, I take a point for that one. Really? Yes. So now, who will be champions at the end of the year? I will listen and track these again like last year. So Brent, get ready. 
listen, and you'll track them again this year. Um, from last year, Universal Champion, I had Roman Reigns, you had Finn Balor. Um, neither one held about this year. But, you know, next year, Roman Reigns, that's really a smart pick. Just that. Um... But we'll get to that next. We'll, we'll get to next year's in a minute. Let's, we're going through the, what we did last year. So no points for either one of us there. U.S. title, Bobby Roode, Sami Zayn. He's in the tournament. Quarter of but a you're point. not going to get him by the end of the year. Quarter of a point? No. Uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, we both had the Revival. Well, that, that got screwed up. That got screwed. Uh, Raw Wounds Champion, I had Charlotte, you had Bailey. So can I take a half a point? No. Why? It's brand specific. Taking half a point. No, you don't get to take half a point. I'm it's, taking half a point. It's she, not half a point. When I, it's when, Raw. When, when I made the thing, she was on Raw. And she went to SmackDown, and she's now the SmackDown Women's Champion, not Raw, so it's not a point. Taking half a point. It's not a point. Taking a point, I have a one and three quarters point so far. It's not a point. <laughs> Took a half a point. It's not a point. You know what? If I don't get points in fantasy for <laughs> announcers, you don't get a goddamn point for this. <laughs> Uh, cruiserweight champion. Cruiserweight champion. Um, I said it changed ten times, and it would be with Tozawa. You had Neville. Well, Tozawa had it, or Neville had it. Tozawa had it. Um, um, Neville had it, but it changed like six times, so close enough. Uh, who will be WWE champion at the end of the year? We both said Bray Wyatt. Poor Boo Boo. Intercontinental champion Sami Zayn. The Miz. I would have given you half a point because he held it most of the year. It's not a point. I said I would have given you. I didn't say I gave you a point. But it's not a point because it's who's the champion at the end of the year. I know. SmackDown Tag Team Champion. We got screwed on that. Hey. We so got screwed. He's a half a point. Jason Jordan has a belt. <laughs> Jason Jordan is half Tag Team Champion. He has a different white guy as his partner now. <laughs> oh, that half a point you'll take? Because technically he was a part of American Alpha. That's it's American a- Beta now, but, you know, it's whatever. No, no, but that's whatever. No. So Jason Jordan's on Raw, not SmackDown. I was giving you your same argument. You're already taking half a point. See? I but Gable's one. still on SmackDown. Yeah, but Gable's not the tag champ. Rollins and Jordan are on Raw. Oh, right. Never mind. Not a point. <laughs> <laughs> SmackDown Women's title. Carmella and Naomi. Yeah, we were wrong about that one. Totally wrong. Hey, it could have happened if she cashed in, but she didn't cash in yet. And NXT champion Chris Hero slash um, Cashizono had Aotami for you. So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> and NXT women champion Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross. No. Nikki could still win it, but it'll be 2018. Yeah, and NXT tag team champion is the authors of pain. Well, I give us half a point there because they held it for a majority of the year. But it's who's at the end of the year. I'm just saying, for in terms of we were good at predicting, they were tag team champions in the year. Yes, they were, but they are not the end of the year. It's sanity. I no, it's not. Or I'm sorry, it's undisputed era. There you go. All right, so now let's make some predictions. So, uh, in turn, get ready. We'll start at the bottom and work our way back up. By the end of 2018, who will be the NXT tag team champion? Street Profits. Hold on, I have to look at NXT. Don't forget your your fired pick as well. What pick fired pick? Oh, we have to make a pick of who got fired. We'll get fired? Okay. I don't want to pick that. Okay, we'll do that at the end. You know what? I'm going to go with Heavy Machinery. Okay. Um, Who will be the NXT Women's Champion? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. Because they're going to pull up a bunch of people. Oh, oh, dude's running like he stole it. Oh, oh. TCU is now winning. What was the score at the beginning of the game? At the beginning of the show? It was like 28 to 3 or something like that. 
It was like tw- yeah, it was like twenty-one to three or something like that. Thirty-five, thirty-one. Because it's hard with the women because I feel like there's going to be a whole fresh batch that are going to be in when they do the call-ups. So it's like whoever's there now, I don't know is going to get the title. Okay, I'll give you a bold one. You, want to, I want to, you guys want a really bold one of who will be the NXT Women's Champion at the end of 2018? Mm-hmm. Alpha female. Okay, well, if you're going to go that route, I'm going Tony Storm. There you go. There you go. Um, The NXT Champion. Pete Dunne. Um, looking at the roster, and I don't see anyone... No, I don't expect him to be called up. Um, yeah, that's the hard thing about it is you're sitting here looking at it like he's gonna get called up, he's gonna get called up, she's gonna get called up. Is like you just you know. Um, don't know. There's no one in this roster that I could see a year from now as champion because I can see most of them being called up in the year. Um, let's go with God. I don't even know. Roderick Strong because he can be still down there. Um, uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay, hold on. Let me get to the women. The women of SmackDown Live, because, you know, reasons they could be traded from Raw and SmackDown from then. Uh, at the end of the year, the SmackDown Women's Champion will be... Carmella has till, what, June on the title? Or on the cash-in? Yes, June. At the end of the year next year, Becky Lynch will be the NXT Women's... Uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, Ember's probably going to Raw. Iconic Duo is probably going to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Oh, to hell with it. Ruby Riot. SmackDown Tag Team Champions. My children. My beardy sons. The Bludgeon Brothers. Are gonna take it all. The New Day will be nine-time Tag Team Champions. Nine-time? Yeah. Um, who will be the Intercontinental? Uh, did we not do U.S. Champion this year? Oh no, it was on. It was on Raw. Never mind. Uh, Intercontinental. That would be a Raw show. Raw belt at this point. Um, you know what, Bray Wyatt. I'll go with me. Yeah, go with my poll prediction. Where Bray Wyatt? No. You, who will be WWE champion? Um. Jin? No. 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 At the end of the year next year. Um. And Samoa Joe will be go from Raw to SmackDown. He'll be the WWE champion. Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, who will be the Cruiserweight champion? Will they still be around at the end of 2018? That's the question. Yes. Not in the form, um, not in the form they are now. Um, Hideo Itami. Rockstar Spud, or whatever his name ends up being. Uh, do we do the UK title? Not last year. No, I'm saying for this year, do we want part of the UK champion? We can, but it's going to be really hard, because... It's, they defend it randomly. Wolfgang will be, at the end of next year, will be, no. Uh, Pete Dunne will still be UK champion. Uh, Trent Seven. He's the only one in the group that hasn't had it. Alright, uh, Raw Women's Champion. It is very simple who this is going to be. If you do, if the, if Asuka wins the Royal Rumble, she's going to win a WrestleMania. So she's going to hold on to the women's title, because, you know, reasons, because she's undefeated. So once she gets that women's title, we already know she's going to lose it at some point. So it's really clear if they give her the belt, Asuka's going to be champion for a long time. Yeah, I'll go with that reasoning, Asuka. It's going to halt the women's division. Throwing it out there. Asuka winning the women's title and being undefeated is going to kill the women's division on Raw for a while. You've all been warned. Spoiler alert. They'll give her the record with the title because I think right now Alexa's technically got it. And then they'll have her lose. But they'll build, they'll save her loss either for Mania the next year or they'll do it at like SummerSlam or something like that. We are forgetting a Ronda appearance. But we're not, because she's probably not in the Rumble. 
But um, there's going to be a thing. I I would do Charlotte and Ronda before I would do Oscar and Ronda. That's just me. Uh, who will be the Royal Tag Team Champions? Um, sadly, the bar is probably going to break up. We said that last year and they're still together. Yeah, uh, but Sheamus's neck is deteriorating, so I think he's kind of coming up on the end here. Let's, um, let's give it a go again. I'm going Revival. The Usos. Uh, and from there, we have the U.S. title. Um, I could... Hmm. 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 That would be a SmackDown belt. Could be a Raw belt. Doesn't matter. Who could it be? I say the U.S. champion at the end of the year next year will be Aleister Black. Actually, no, no, no. I'll change that. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream will be the U.S. champion at the end of the year. I'll go with Aleister Black. And who will be the Universal champion? Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman. Oh, Roman Reigns. Uh, so there's that. He wants us to do who will get fired in 2018. Um, uh, I feel like Enzo's going to piss somebody off. Like, I hate to pick on him, but I feel like that's going to be the case. Is it too easy to say Dolph Ziggler? Yes. Um, I could see the biggest shocking release. People would be really upset if when Tyler Breeze gets released. I would hope not, but yeah, I can see it. So, there's a bold prediction. Now, a bold prediction for the year. What will happen in 2018? Something shocking. I'll give you this. Look for Hulk Hogan to be the DLC, the 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 um, WWE 2K19 DLC guy in in the commercials. Ugh, brother, what's yours? I mean, they lit somebody's house on fire last year. So, <sighs> bold prediction: JoJo gets pregnant. Um, she could already be. We don't know that. Um, Bray Wyatt goes face. Is that shocking? No. Shit. Um, Undertaker retires. Really? I'm just spitballing here. I'm trying to come up with anything because I hate this because it's so unpredictable. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Bray Wyatt goes face. That's my thing. So I hope you have those written down, Brett. We'll, we'll track them again for 2018 here on the rack. But that's our show. That's Pop Goes the Rack. That's Pop Goes the Rack. So, like we said, next week there is no live show, but we will be on. Because we're pre-taping the show for you, and where can they listen to that? They can hear it Thursday afternoon right here at BrackRadioShow.com and WildTalkRadio.com. So I should continue with blogs then? Yep. The only live show is Saturday Night Midnight-ish at CB Radio. The weird, the wacky, the unusual. We're doing cookies. The great and the great debate. As we celebrate 20 days of Jobber, or maybe 21 days of Jobber, uh, live right here on Wild Talk Radio Network. So check out all the holiday shows. There's a bunch of them posted. Check them all out. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with them. So check them all out. We're up to night 17 has been posted. So check them all out. 20 Days of Jammer here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Um, all the shows, we're back to a full live schedule starting January 7th. That's a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So we're back live with the full regular schedule of Russell Talk Radio, Raw Post Show, etc., etc., on January 7th. You'll be able to check out the Rack Extra Total Divas Season 7, Episode 8 or 9, whatever number they're up to, um, starting next week. But yes, live shows, full live show schedule returns on January 7th. So does WTR Fantasy on January 7th. You can follow me on Twitter at Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network, Rack Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, St- uh, Twitch, 
YouTube, Instagram, Tumblr. It's all there, Rack Radio Show. Uh, starting January 2nd, uh, there will be brand new content coming to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show. Um, WTR Sims returns on Tuesday, 11.15 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Rack Radio Show. But there'll be daily, uh, won't be daily content, but there'll be new content. Um, we're going to call the series Road to WrestleMania. So, um, it's coming to the YouTube channel, Road to WrestleMania. So check that all out at youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show. And that's all I got. Weird plugs, but there you go. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsward, L-N-S-W-A-R-D. Go to my website, psychwarddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at behance.net slash Lindsward, same as the Twitters. And don't forget to check out the very fine sponsors, Gerwick.net, Wrestling Figure Photography, Instagram.com slash MBG1211, and Fightboot.com. So I'd like to wish everybody a very safe happy and healthy 2018 don't party too hard don't drink too much everybody get home safely but have a good time thank you so much for tuning in tonight thank you so much for submitting questions as always it's been a lot of fun for us and we look forward to more fun in 2018 right indeed do so for rock i'm Lindsay ward you've been listening to the rack pop goes the rack right here on walltalkradio.com and we will see you in 2018 till then bye WildTalkRadio.com.